It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News, and we're pleased to be joined in studio for a little look inside the newsroom uh, with editor of the Deseret News, Doug Wilkes. Doug, thanks for joining us today. Good to be here, Boyd. Thank you. A lot going on, obviously. Uh, as we look at the uh, the national front, obviously we are we are seven days away from the Democratic National Convention, which will all be virtual. Uh, won't be a lot of live action there. And then, of course, two weeks from today, the Republicans will do the same thing. Neither uh, neither candidate, neither Joe Biden nor the president, will be uh, at any big hall. There's not going to be that big moment on the stage. And uh, you've been watching, and we've been looking uh, over the weekend in terms of what. What does this race look like? What does it look like here in the state of Utah? Well, so you want my prediction on who will win at the conventions? Because I can give you that. <laughs> I think um, we have, uh, you know, in all seriousness, uh, Utah is interesting, right? Yeah. Because of what happened in 2016 where people weren't necessarily uh, – Republicans were seeking a candidate and weren't necessarily sure Donald Trump was their uh, man. Um, eventually – the state did go to Donald Trump, but there was some other interesting um, with Evan McMullen and yeah. certainly Hillary Clinton and uh, Bernie Sanders does well in Utah. But in this case, uh, we've been polling and it's the polls have stayed relatively uh, the same in terms of uh, Donald Trump and his appeal uh, from April to now, which is kind of fascinating. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, Real Clear Politics that just put out their average uh, and uh, it's actually back down to 6% hmm. uh, on the national. So uh, with all the gyrations of pandemic, civil unrest, economy, uh, we are exactly where we were on January 1st. Uh, so lots of gyrations there. But uh, again, on the national level, it's uh, it's kind of come back to status quo. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out rolling uh, past Labor Day. Uh, we were talking just before the break. Uh, obviously, Joe Biden's going to name a vice presidential candidate. Coming up, everyone seems to be saying it's either Kamala Harris or Susan Rice. Do you think either of those has an impact in terms of voters here in Utah? You know, I'm not sure directly. Um, One of the things that everyone's talking about now, and there's another poll talking about um, whether Joe Biden will uh, be able to continue through his whole um, uh, presidency if he's elected, which is actually a fairly offensive poll question, right, because it's ageist. Right. But if people are looking at his health, they're definitely going to look at who can lead uh, as a vice president, yeah. you know, can Pence become president uh, if he needed to? Can um, can Rice or Camilla Harris? Um, I don't think it'll be uh, at play in Utah, though. I think yeah. it's going to be the candidates themselves. Yeah, and I think there's an interesting uh, thing, some great reporting by Kelsey Dallas uh, out of the Deseret News, looking at the the issue of faith uh, in the election. Of course, President Trump has been very strong with the evangelical vote. Uh, he obviously has a mixed uh, bag here in the state of Utah. Uh, tell me a little bit, again, from the newsroom perspective, what are you following in terms of faith? What does that mean for the Biden campaign? How's that playing out? We're trying to look at what are the issues that Utahns are interested in. And Kelsey's done two pieces, which are, are, are fascinating. One, she looks at 
um, the appeal of Donald Trump and Joe Biden as it relates to the different um, religious groups, evangelicals, Latter-day Saints, Catholics, uh, Jews, and others. And she kind of goes through the appeal, and you can see why Donald Trump gets a, a nod. Um, many faith groups uh, think he has character flaws, right? Uh, they speak about lying or being dishonest. But then they go to what he's done and um, his ability to reduce access to abortion, which for many is, is key, um, to increase the legal protections for, for faith groups, um, which he's tried to do. He's done a lot with international religious freedom. Um, it doesn't get as reported, yeah. but, um, you know, we have a religious ambassador. And the commitment to conserve uh, conservative judges remains a strong appeal. So um, when it comes down to going to the ballot box or, or being in your living room, checking a box, uh, people are going to say, well, what do I value? And then they're going to go for it. Yeah, it, it's so interesting. And uh, you, you mentioned the the international religious liberty, uh, obviously appointing Sam Brown back uh, to really head that uh, former senator out of Kansas. And uh, we've we've had some of the the guests on the show from some of those international organizations. Kelsey Dallas, of course, uh, leads that uh, for the Deseret News and really for the country in so many ways as it relates to uh, religious liberty and what's happening. Uh, Are you sensing anything at all, uh, Doug, from again, from kind of behind the scenes newsroom? Uh, Are there any underlying angst issues or things where people are thinking, okay, well, I like last round, it was a lot of uh, Supreme Court matters the most. So that's, you know, that's how I'm going to justify my vote this way. Uh, are there things on the left or the right that are kind of bubbling up already? Um, what I'm hearing that's bubbling up is what's going to happen in the Senate. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if the Democrats have um, the House, the Senate and the White House, then there's a bit of fear um, yeah. from people who are in Utah and talking about what that means for the country. If um, President Trump is there, there's a bit of fear for uh, will he carry forward? He'll have survived impeachment. He'll have survived COVID. And some are worried he'll do whatever he wants. And then there's another level of fear um, with uh, Biden. Uh, So there's a whole lot of sentiment out there where, well, whoever's president, if you can keep um, Democrats with the House, uh, Republicans with the Senate, then maybe there's uh, some equilibrium there and people can be a little calmer. Yeah, that's a great part. I'm so glad you br- you brought that up because it's one we, we keep going back to. The American people keep voting for divided government. Uh, you know, we the last time we saw the, the full sweep were the early years of the Obama administration. It, it just lasted for that first two years. And then uh, you had the uh, the wave there in 2010. And and I think that's an interesting thing. Uh, those those races in the Senate uh, are really critical. You've got seven toss up states. Uh, if you if you throw out Michigan, which I think the Democrats will hold, and Alabama, which I think the the uh, Republicans will flip, uh, that means the uh, Democrats would have to get uh, five out of seven uh, to uh, to capture it outright, or four out of seven if. Joe Biden wins the presidency, they'd have the tiebreaker with the vice presidency. Uh, and so those kind of battles, I think, are, are really interesting. Uh, as you look at your political reporters, uh, as they are you know, looking at polling here in the state, comparing that to what goes on nationally, uh, what are the other stories that are, are kind of uh, on the interest level? Again, we're, we're looking at that first uh, Tuesday in November, and uh, what, else is, what else is really going to drive this moving into the fall? Well, what did Bill Clinton say, right? It's the economy, stupid. Well, it is the economy um, and it's schools. Uh, COVID-19 continues to dominate. Um, You uh, led off today talking about Congress and the inaction of Congress. 
it may be that people are so fed up with Republicans and Democrats because they're not doing what they need to do in Congress that they don't vote. Yeah. Or they they vote in a way that's not predictable. Yeah. So um, I think as we move forward, it's really going to be those issues that are close to the dinner table. Is my child being educated? Do I have a job? Uh, what can I do going into the winter? And um, uh, I think sometimes in media we we try to focus on religious liberty or LGBTQ issues or um, something something else. But what it comes down to. Can I make a living? Is my family happy? Yeah. Can I afford a car payment? And yeah. I think that's what will turn the tide. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we've got Doug Wilkes, editor of the Desert News, joining us. We're doing a little inside the newsroom. And uh, one of the things uh, for listeners, kind of a behind the scenes, every morning we get together as a, an editorial crew, uh, kind of talk through what's uh, what's on the table. And one of the things we, we talked about in just 30 seconds on this, Doug, uh, we talked about how the uh, some of these battles we're seeing at the national level, we're also seeing at the state level, but kind of between the legislative branch and the executive branch, that ability to move, uh, and then what should really be done by the legislative body. How are you seeing that play out here? Well, we've got um, the two mayors of, of Salt Lake City, Salt Lake County. They've been working uh, well with the uh, the governor's office and the legislature. Um, but there's been some question, are people moving fast enough? Uh, is there a united voice and, um, you know, there's been some good results in Utah, mm-hmm. right? The, the death rate is down for COVID-19. Um, but I, there's obviously room for improvement. And I think going forward, uh, everyone's learning. Uh, we have two new mayors um, here and Utah County seems to be doing what it wants to do. I know Tanner Ainge has had some issues down there with uh, the public's response with masks. So um, I don't know if I'm giving you a very good answer, <laughs> but I think everyone's trying to figure out how to work together. Yeah how to lead out and how to move us into the fall with uh, the best possible way. Yeah. And that's, that is the, that is the whole key. And uh, as we continue to uh, just uh, coming down the home stretch with our moonshot challenge, trying to get everyone to help flatten that out, lower that number uh, below 300, below 200. Uh, and just everyone asking, what can I do today uh, to make a difference? Uh, a mask, a social distance, uh, checking out a neighbor, help being helpful where we can, uh, there's a lot we can do uh, so that we can celebrate on Labor Day uh, that we've got this in a good space uh, moving into the fall. Doug Wilkes, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. All right. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to continue our conversation about higher education. Uh, we're going to talk to Salt Lake Community College president coming up next. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.